0: Wow, I like the shape. Mm. But mm. no, won't give but my no problem, i know how to do this one. But mm. man, please, this job is too hard for me to
1: do. I don't want to do this job, please ma. any other job. I can clean, I can cook, I can wash clothes, I can do anything. I can clean your house, please, any other job. What? Too hard? You wanted to come Europe, now you are in Europe. So you have to work and give me my money. You like, you
0: know, like.
1: Hello, fellow
2: listeners. Welcome to Code Unknown. I'm Alan Geis. I'm Charlon McCoy.
0: And I'm Kylie Black.
2: We first off wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us. We are now six months into doing the show, Uh, reflecting on this time. It's just been so incredible to have this outlet here with Charlon and Kylie. And we we look forward to completing a year and even further on in discussing movies that are lesser known, that are cult movies, and overall just being able to have uh, an enjoyable discourse on on the world of cinema. And so, continuing with our Foreign February series, we are doing the film Joy. When we Kylie, when we picked this movie, we did not know and some people could call us a bad thing, some people could call us a good thing. We did not know how popular this movie was. We just, because here's the thing, on the surface, you look on Letterboxd, you just look at kind of the, the buzz. This movie does not seem popular. However, this was Austria's pick for the Academy Awards foreign film category. It won best film at like the London Film Festival. It won so many different awards. It has such a, a big following in a way, right? At least in the like the festival circuit and the critical circuit. Yet it still feels like it flew under the radar potentially in the general population. Would you agree? I mean, it just doesn't feel like like it was like, that's we got to do this movie.
0: I do agree. I think um, when we were originally searching for this, we were looking to do a film since we we're only doing two films this month. We wanted something that was by a person of color and by a woman. So we were like, let's let's try to find a, a foreign language film by a woman of color, which is unfortunately a challenging undertaking, yeah. especially since the few that are are relatively well known. So it's finding one that's also, doesn't have a big following. I guess, in fairness to us though, I, I don't feel that it reached, I've never heard anyone, even in an independent film, talk about this mm-hmm. or reference this film. So I do think that like it is, sort of neglected within the American
1: yeah, film Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think definitely, like, it definitely fits the criteria. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's not it's not to- poof- But it was, yeah. I mean,
2: I was just gonna say, it's not to poo-poo people that don't know about this movie. It's just further motivation mm-hmm. for us as a podcast to be like, we gotta elevate this thing. And by elevate, I don't mean that we have a giant following, just that our podcast motto is, we explore movies that seem to have drifted out of history. And that's obviously not not completely encompassing, but we're called code unknown. We're trying to talk about things. And this very much felt unknown. Mm-hmm. And so it was like we we wanted our we wanted to represent what what we stand for. And so what were you gonna say, Kylie?
0: No, I mean essentially the same thing. I think this is maybe it's a little bit young to as a film. It's only two years. It's from twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So it's only two, three years old. But um yeah, it's definitely on that track at mm-hmm. the current moment. It's gonna it, be forgotten.
1: It's also on uh, Netflix's like fault here because they have done zero promoting. I've we've all spent like like thirty minutes, forty minutes scrolling through movies trying to find something to find. I and this movie has been purchased by Netflix. I've never once seen it on the service, like like advertised or just scrolled past it. Past it. Yeah, so, I agree.
0: And I often yeah. like I don't know about you, Tron, but like I often. Go to specifically to the foreign language section, and I still don't
1: see it. Yeah, I had never saw it there either. It's they might not put it there just because they might think it's too much English. But that's such a ridiculous like way of thinking. I feel like
0: we will get into that, but that's why. It yeah, I,
1: yeah, that's so stupid.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. I can't wait to talk about that. And what's crazy is that Netflix. Just a quick little Netflix rant. You're right. It's like you can scroll through an entire category of movies. But that doesn't mean that's even the full library you know what i mean in the little categories you then have to search for it which kind of makes zero Mm -hmm. sense so i I mean i may be misunderstanding that
0: like what i was getting like they basically you have they put you in a a group or an algorithm like in a pod Mm -hmm. and like when you try to find things that are outside the pod for some reason if the system like makes it difficult to find things because occasionally i'll try to find watch things that are generally more um, commercial and it, even if I search it by the title sometimes it doesn't come up and I have to like search the actor and then find Jeez. it
2: that's yeah That me with all the money um how about maybe don't make so many movies and invest in better uh software or something <laughs> yeah
0: don't try to put people in a box and then like, keep them in the box yeah
2: exactly get us out of the box Netflix so we are talking about Joy this is as mentioned the 2018 film from filmmaker she's Austrian-Iranian filmmaker I really am gonna try my best to, to pull this one off. If you guys can do better, let me know. Subde de All right, I really I really try my Sub-de- best. I one. think you got it, I think that's it.
0: I think that's the okay. best any of us are going to do. Yeah,
2: all right, I, I truly wanted to say the best I could. And Trellin, how would you describe this movie? Can you set it up for us?
1: Yeah, we follow Joy, who is a Nigerian sex slave working in Vienna to pay off her debts to the traffickers that brought her over to Europe and to support her daughter or she uses the money to support her daughter and her family back home
2: yeah so if you've been listening so far and you were like why aren't they like what do you mean this is an unknown movie it starts jennifer lawrence no we're not talking (laughs) about the david o russell like fast-paced positive 2015 joy (laughs) this this is a much different movie
0: most of the letterbox negative reviews were that this film should be called sad
1: that's, that's a lazy review. That's
0: uh, it, it is, is like, accurate though. This is yeah, it not is yeah. at all.
1: No, it is it is lazy because like
2: I, there's honestly bleaker movies in this, and uh, at least this yeah. movie had the character like fi- fighting. Well, not to get too much into the ending, right? But but yeah, at least fighting for a chance. And of course, yes, it's sad as shit. Mm-hmm. It's like like as our a, a previous professor would say like that's life, and we need more movies that show life every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's an over their head review that, that we're going to get into that, but okay. So let's let's start off here. It this is a movie that that has uh, it, it's in the style of like let's set up a, an epilogue type thing, and mm-hmm. um, you know it wouldn't be a code known movie if we didn't start off with animal cruelty, and <laughs> I. I, I Part of me, I mean, 100% of me believes that's a real chicken. And they, it was kind of like a. a it looked real. Yeah, yeah. This was like an apocalypse now thing where it was like, they're going to kill the chicken anyway. We're just going to film it. We're not actually like asking them to do this, you know? So, okay, it's upsetting, but what can you do? And they're, we're introduced to Juju magic. And the, already, what I love about this movie is that they make you think that nobody ever they might be some kind of obvious like exposition slash dialogue but Mm -hmm. the guy is saying like he's not saying you will go to europe and be a sex worker he's talking about in europe the cops won't see you and this and and you have to pay off your debt they're giving us these details but it's not in a super straightforward way in my opinion and that made me interested
0: i think that we should set up juju to the people Listening because I didn't had no idea what that was before researching the film, but Juju is uh, a religious practice in West Africa. It's very common in Nigeria, which and is where the so movie it's starts, not, um, and the
2: characters
1: are from.
0: Yes, so like they, it's not um, it's not just like magic. It is something that they characters take very seriously, which is a key part of the film.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say it's kind of a perfect opening for this movie because like. Like you were saying, Alan, it's not like really explicit, but like every action a character takes on after this, you understand the motive why. Like the not going to the cops because it's like rooted in this like deep tradition. Like they'll be cursed because of this oath, and everything they do is because of this oath and for their family. So it's like you can see the like the societal pressures on all these women that go forward and why they don't come and like like go to the cops basically. So it's perfect in that sense. You're that's
2: an awesome way to word it, man. Because mm-hmm. this is a like clean hour and a half movie right and they established like you just said all the rules of the beginning and you're good to go for the rest and it sets it up I think in an effective way that that you're engaged you're ready to go and that's what really kept me going that that's how I knew that this was a good movie in my opinion is when bad things were on the rise I I was worried about about them I actually gave a shit and it was like an involuntary thing you know I wasn't like oh I should feel bad for them it was like no I want to see them succeed so they they have won me over right so first off that they set up the rules and then right right off the bat it's like okay prostitution I I I get what's going on and this guy pulls up in a Mercedes with slick back hair and I was just like this is going to be trouble this this is anytime there's a guy with slick back hair in a Mercedes it's not going to be good but What I really wanted to say was as soon as we establish what's going on, Precious is not good at at selling herself. This isn't kind of what she signed up for. There's this gorgeous shot that juxtaposes this dream that they were sold. Did you guys catch that? There's like this beautiful, super brightly lit sign at the bus stop of come, like, come enjoy Austria. And they are just almost in darkness with the sun Mm -hmm. behind them waiting for the bus. And I just thought, what a like perfect way to symbolize like what is going on in the heads of these women right now. Did did that stand out for you guys?
1: Uh yeah, definitely did. I definitely caught that and thought pretty much the exact same thing.
0: See, that's odd. I didn't actually catch that. I think I was very focused on the characters in that moment.
2: Wow. Highly black, not not giving us <laughs> an ins. This is, I mean, this this is a first timer right here.
0: So I've been I've been watching a lot of slow films lately and part of doing in doing that I've like developed a habit of like in certain films pacing like sort of drifting out for certain shots that are more pace the film as opposed to paying attention I guess mm-hmm. so that's my excuse for not
2: <laughs> I, I'm not trying and to then, give you a hard time Kyle you just you're just always so observant that it just mm-hmm, fell yeah. out of character um <laughs>
0: I know I am very observant. For I was observant of other things. I but like that that specifically, I think I was just so um, I was so worried about the characters the entire time. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Understandable. You were and saying, then, Sean? Yeah. I was about to say, is the next scene the paying rent scene? I'm trying to remember. Yes. I know I watched, yes. Yeah.
2: This movie, I would argue, does have a pacing issue here and there. That there might be some things I might I may have shortened, however. I do think it flows very, very good for the most part. And just as you point out, Trellin, we get right into it where they're, we're learning more about this world. We established the rules, but now we're learning what actually, how the quote unquote proverbial sausage is made, right? And yes, we see who's in charge of these women and how they collect rent and what happens when you're short, even if you just started.
1: I mean, this this world is relentless. This- yeah. Oh, I was, I was gonna say it, it was a week, and uh, like she expected her to have like the full pay like already.
0: Well, Which- just because I was like thinking of statistics in my head in between watching the film, mm-hmm. like set it up for as well for like people who are just listening. So Joy, we see Joy the first scenes. are Joy is like a young person taking this oath before she's been sent over to um, Europe, specifically Vienna. Um, and the later we're like immediately we cut to Joy as an adult sort of towards the end of this cycle. And she's sort of mentoring this other young girl who has just been brought over to Vienna, but they do sort of like prostitute jobs. I think the thing that she which what Joy said that she charged the first man that she sees is like $50 or 50 euro, not 50
2: mm. a euro. I was thinking about that. Yes.
0: And they they're required to pay so essentially every month they're required to pay a thousand at least to the woman that is sort of like their mother or the woman who basically paid to bring them over to
1: yes. Europe. The madam.
0: And then they they are essentially like working to pay off this debt. Um, 60
2: sixty sixty K baby.
0: Yeah, this debt. So like mm-hmm. in theory, if they earn what they're supposed to every month, they could work it off in like five years but I think that she accumulates interest as well so it's it mm-hmm. definitely keeps them in this cycle of like they they're just working to paying off debt
1: that and then they're also any money that they could keep for themselves they don't they send it back home so they literally like are just like have nothing
2: yeah, yeah. Off. and the the heartbreak of that there is lies behind the families asking for the money you know, when, when she finds out, oh, your brother bought a new car. When that is just, soul crushing. When she just sacrificed her, like, escape with nice other slick back hair, man. And mm. it was just, like, devastating, dude. And, and, just... the,
1: and the madam says, oh, they have a rich daughter. Like, they oh. have a rich daughter back here. Like, talking about her, it's just like a, like twisting that knife. It's just oh. felt so gross. I felt so bad in that moment.
0: I should have shared it with you guys, but I was reading this article um, that yeah. I don't know who wrote it, but I think it was written by someone who is like, aware of the situation, because this is, like, there's a gardening article about it. It's, like, a, it's a pretty common um, situation, I guess, in Europe, but um, mm-hmm. it was, like, I guess it's, like, people in Nigeria are so poor that a lot of these people, like, they they don't fully comprehend like what the da- their daughters or their family members in Europe are like sacrificing. And their perspective is like, well, I don't have power. I don't have a lot of food. Like, yes. so sometimes it, a lot of times it like really is for those necessary things or like they're just trying to compete with like their neighbors who also have like a rich daughter or whatever.
1: So it's yeah. like, mm-hmm.
0: they're sort of blinded to of like they don't realize how hard it is for their daughters like. And they're so blind about like what they need that it doesn't, it becomes less important. No,
2: yeah. that's a great point, Kylie, that it, it's not it doesn't come from a super malicious place of like let's exploit our daughter. It's we need to do this to survive, right? So yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally with you and I'm glad you're making that distinction. I was gonna point out that something if it cause somebody in the I, I might be getting a little ahead of myself here within the in the um, over their heads, but but I somebody brought up, why make this kind of movie? Because they made this whole argument about escapism, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, why bring up, why make this movie? And it just made me think about that movies don't always, you can't always take them literally, right? So a movie that's about these women prostituting themselves, it might just be like part of the message, but the real message is this idea of money and equality, right? like, and I'm not saying both aren't valid. I'm not trying to say that, right. But it, it got me thinking about, as you just point out, Kylie, when people are so poor, and the only way that their world, they, they just are thrown into this world where they have no means to, to, to survive in the world, except to make money by any means, which in this case is selling themselves. And like what that does to them and how they see everything, you know? And so when the, when Precious is having success and they're telling her and she's going off about the garlic breath on the guy and all this stuff. And she's like, you know, oh, I bet you enjoyed spending time with him. Oh, I enjoyed spending time with his money and all this talk about money and how it it just controls these people. It just really gets you, it gets you to reflect on that. And in my opinion, that was a big part of it is to get you to reflect on what control and power you can have over people when they're at their, like bare minimum, you know, and you have them basically like on a, on a
1: chain, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Not yeah. I, and then,
1: oh, you could go ahead, Kylie.
0: Yeah, you totally, you go ahead. Please.
1: Uh, okay. I was about to say, and then like, and then you like the place for them to go, you'd think would be like, maybe do that and they do everything right. And they help like madam get shut down or like, um, stop the, the, their specific area being traded, they could still be deported. Like the the, cop, the German cops, like, even if you do every, everything we ask for you, you probably still will be deported. And it's just like, anything they do is just like, they're just kind of screwed. It's insane.
0: And the other thing too, is that like these people that um, set the, the traffickers, they, they find all this information about these women. And they, this is why the juju thing is so important because they make them take this religious oath that like, if they rat on the people that bring them over, they're gonna, something bad is gonna happen to their family. Mm-hmm. Basically. And these women really believe it. And like, it sort of is in that place where it's like, maybe it's, you know, obviously Juju's probably not real like the they're saying, but they believe it to be real. So like, it takes a, a psychological toll on them. And like, I'm sure the sex traffickers, if it was real or if they were turned in, they they would make some of those things actually happen or they would know people that could make some of those things actually happen hurt those people's families.
2: Yes, you mm-hmm. you say that this is going to happen and you make them believe it's a magical force, but it really is like like you just said the the, the madam and her gangsters or her posse making these bad things happen not juju and it actually makes me think of a theory that what if you know, the madam was so so sneaky and so like kind of like up everyone's ass knew what was going on? What if she actually, because Joy, I would argue, made the mistake of letting the guy come to her house, her boyfriend, right? And the madam knew about it. So what if she actually, once she knew that like she was close to paying off her debt and she had this boyfriend, what if she told the dad, hey, you got to tell her that you're sick to completely throw off her shit? Do you think, I I think
1: that's possible. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Or even if she hired the guy in the car, like to hurt Joy. Because I remember, you're like, Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's when she's taking care of her. And you're, that's like the one moment you're like, oh, maybe the madam's going to have, like, you're going to see, like, a different side of her. She's actually going to help take care of her and get her out of this rough spot. And she's like, I'll pay for you. And you're like, oh, there's, like, maybe some humanity there. But then she just goes, and I expect interest. And it's <laughs> just like, oh my jaw like, oh, literally <laughs> dropped at that scene i literally was like this,
2: this cold-hearted fucking house, this is crazy this is so bad yeah. yeah yeah i'm telling you man th- this this narrative was structured like so just the, the beats of it flow so well mm-hmm. in my opinion what were we gonna say kylie
0: oh i was gonna ask you so there's this for again for those who didn't see the film there's a scene, which is not really that much of a spoiler, it's not surprising, but he is working as a prosecutor. She gets in the car with someone like that's potential customer and he drives off to very far away from where she was and takes her down like to an alley where there's two men already there. And they sort of like as- attack her essentially. And then she comes back and she's bleeding and she's all like hunched over, but they never really detail like what happened to her. So when that first happened, I thought that they had probably like taken her kidney or something.
1: Oh and wow. like
0: based off what they were saying in the scene afterward, I was assuming that they gang raped her and stabbed her. But what did you think? Because I wasn't sure. They don't really say they just say that she's bleeding and they imply sort of that it might be like rape related.
1: I I thought I thought the implication was rape. Okay. When I first watched it, yeah. Because if they cut out her kidney, it's. I feel like, I don't know, she might have died from bleeding out. That might have been really extreme. I'm not sure though.
2: Yeah, Kylie, you're in like a whole other dark world over there. I don't know what you have going on, <laughs> but I, I definitely didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think the kidney thing for two seconds. I thought it was just but, a, like a really yeah. harsh se- sexual assault, unfortunately.
1: And she can't go to the hospital because if she does, that means she's deported. So it's just like this like cycle of just like dog like, shit. Like you can't I, do anything. I feel like your theory is just as valid. Like the
2: madam knows the rules. Yeah. And and she's almost like mm. threatening them and using Joy as an example by saying, You can't go to a hospital. You can't do shit. So you just gotta tough mm. anything out. Like I I own your world. I almost do believe that the Madam made that happen. Yeah. So crazy. So okay things are looking up. Um, well, not looking up, but in, in there, it's, I don't know why I said that things are not looking up. Things yeah. are bad. Things are bad. But what I mean is that, that Joy wants to move on, get, get this thing over with. And part of her way out is to give up precious. And it's rough because, you know, she's being moved. You don't, we don't know the specifics, but it's like She's leaving these other group of women. Is it a better life? Is it a worse life? Based on what we've seen so far, more than likely a worse one or, or not, and not even definitely not a better one. So she goes, she drops her off. And this is the scene where like the cops are going to catch them. It's almost like, well, they'd be better off like getting away from the man. I'm right. But it's like, what kind of bullshit are they going to deal with through the deportation system? So like, you don't know how to feel all, you know, is like, these women are just trying to survive. And like, I don't want to see the world get even more fucked up by the cops, you know? So that's why I was, I, I knew I was involved right there.
0: Well, the thing that complicates things too is that Joy does have a daughter. So all these situations being more complicated- Oh my
2: God, yeah. She's
0: someone dependent on her. And I don't, they, they never really go into the details of that too, but my, my assumption was that there's someone that she's paying to sort of house and take care of her daughter who Mm -hmm. is a child like of a similar age and that she sees her when she's able to but like it does create this thing where it's like she can't just leave like her getting deported for her means never seeing her daughter again potentially
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and by the way so yeah uh, like talking about how much money they make she has just to pay off the madam she has to sleep with 20 men and that's just to pay off the madam so like imagine for like necessity and and like her makeup and all that kind of stuff like that's so many different times of intercourse oh my goodness um yeah that's where there's yeah.
0: you need the rich boyfriend little will pay mm-hmm. i like to try to convince him to pay more
2: dude my he, first of all the, the that guy her like nice boyfriend he looks like the the foreign exchange student from the simpsons all grown up you know what i'm talking about he's always been like hosen in the simpsons <laughs> he's like a little oh shit. yeah he, he looks like that grown up yeah and 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 she's like look my dad the shit's going with my dad and he just like just completely snaps it's like it's like one of the people from 90 day fiance but he turned evil mm-hmm. instead of just like going further down the rabbit hole and he's just like you know what Give me that fucking money. I'm not, I'm not doing shit with you anymore. I was just like, oh no. Hey, he wasn't that mean, but it was like, oh, come on, bro.
0: It is sort but- of sad because it's like you see that in that scene that she was telling the truth. Yes. But like in a later scene, she made a, a lie that someone was sick when someone wasn't. So it's like mm-hmm. we know as a viewer, like in that moment, it's sad because she was being honest, but like they're not always honest. So like you can see where he would be. No, of course. I abandoned my life for this woman that doesn't love me, even if I do love her. And Mm
2: -hmm. but also, like, oh, sorry, challenge, just real quick. That she was she was being truthful, but
1: she was being lied to. Like, Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) oh, it was the worst.
1: Also, it hurts because earlier in the film when she's, like, talking to Precious, like, after the scene and, like, Madam's like, if she doesn't pay her rent, you're, like, it's your ass, too. Like, you're responsible for everything she does. So she, like, takes her to get her hair done and then, like, is giving her this big monologue about, like, you can't trust anyone. You can't trust me, even. And then, like, the one people, like, Joy thinks she could trust is her, like, family that are, like, at home. And then once they break that, it's just, like, what does she have now? It's like It's, like, so... Like tragic I can't it's like oh man yeah yeah yeah
2: so as the things could get more tragic we see that uh, you're really even even ones who are free from the madam what where do you go what do you do right and and Mm -hmm. and I don't know if we necessarily say that's like a fault of the or a flaw in the in the screenplay, right? Of like trying to establish that she had other options, but we're just led to believe you're kind of inclined to become a madam, right? And so she stops at first, but she has nothing else, so she goes back to sex work. That's where the light comes in, Charlie. You just talked about, and then, dude, the the gut punch. She herself has become a madam, where she's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring this girl, whatever. And you're just like, no, oh, I know. And- and But she tried, man. She tried by going to that, again, the deport or the, you know, immigration lady, whoever she was. And, and just like you said, challenge, she like reinforced, like, you know, nothing is guaranteed. I can't guarantee you anything. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'd rather just stick to what I know and becomes a madam and then gets, excuse me, gets just mm-hmm. niched on someone funny enough. So I wonder if it was one of her own girls or even the madam. I don't know. You don't know who to trust.
1: You don't know what to believe. Yeah, you, know, you don't know. And then, um, I don't we, know, are we going to get, oh, go ahead, Kylie.
0: Who deported her?
1: Yeah, who do you think
2: deported well,
0: her? It was the madam because the guys that were in that earlier scene where Precious is being raped um, that worked for the madam, were they, That one of those long shots, they walked into the um sort of I guess strip club that she's been working she was working. oh her.
1: that's right
0: and they oh, that's... yeah so they have essentially like anonymously so it's like not connected like I think you know, they, like went there and be like the woman who's working for you is like legal and you need to
2: oh you're so right oh man that makes me hate the madam even more oh.
1: I know <laughs> and then when she's deported we see her and there's like this party going on and it's so frustrating to watch like um These people, what's like, everything she's done is revolved around money, and like she, and like, once she's there, she just sees these guys. Like, it's like, you can't even see the ground. There's just, it's just bills. It's so, I don't know. It just, it kills you. So, do
2: you guys understand what was going on there? Because apparently that is, that is a, like, Nigerian ritual, like a real ritual. So it seems odd for us, but apparently people from Nigeria would be able to recognize that. I was reading that online. But I didn't understand she kept offering people money and they wouldn't take it and she just had stacks. So was that like not useful money? Like, do you guys know what's going on there?
1: I I read some of it, but it didn't elaborate like really much at all. It just said it was like a kind of a tradition where there's these parties and they'll just toss money around and then the proceeds for or the money that they make from those that is on the ground will just go into the next party. Like it doesn't much go to the people dancing with the entertainers. It just Got goes to the next one. It's really uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's all about it, all I know. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was yeah. That was the only thing I I saw that too. I knew it was like a Nigerian thing because I googled it like you did, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm fully really into that.
2: Yeah. And I was
0: bad cou- to like. Do
1: yes, that. <laughs> yeah.
2: And of course, the worst part is that she ends up right back where she started. Oh my goodness, making another oath! I was about to throw something at the tv i was like don't let this poor
1: woman have to start this journey all over man at this point yeah she's probably uh doing that is there like a slimmer of hope maybe that what if she was going because i think her son or child i don't know if it's a son or daughter is in italy i mean what if she was going to see her child specifically and she'd do anything to get there i don't know yeah it's hard to
2: say yeah it's to save the child but it's like you know, she's got to start off with the debt again after she just came out of it. Like, come on. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, the thing that I got out of it, she was just going back to the same cycle that she was already in. Exactly. Where she's, like, going to be, have to pay off these debts again. But, like, the thought was, like, the child's in Vienna. I'm assuming the child probably stayed with whoever's taking care of it. But, like... Mm -hmm. What's the guarantee that she'll end up in Vienna again? There is none. Like she could end up in in Italy. She could end up in Poland. Like I don't know all the countries Mm -hmm. that involve this, but like, yeah, there's a lot of. I'm sure there's countries that she could end up in. It's like, yeah, what she works for another 10, 15 years as a prostitute.
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: And then just to try to find her daughter as an adult. By the time she's able to leave whatever country she's working. it's like I'm, her child will be all grown up.
2: Maybe, maybe this movie should be called Sadness. I changed my yeah. mind. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just sitting over here, just like, oh god.
0: I know. I'm it's not... so sad. It's tragic because it's like going back to Europe to see her daughter, but her mm-hmm. daughter will be. She won't. There's the chances of her ending up at the same place are probably. I'm imagining slim. Yeah. And then it's like she won't even be able to see her.
1: I do think it's an effective, a really effective ending though, because it's it just like a. It shows you that the cycle perpetuates itself and there's like it's just like a no win situation wherever whichever way you look at it it's just uh, awful yeah
0: well, and- it's, it's like even if she didn't become a madam even if she had tried to get another job she still could potentially become one so she still competition mm-hmm. to this woman this uh, her old madam and the other madams that know her so it's like the fact that she even con- can, even if she hadn't become one and she just considered being one or like was just out in the open but like didn't have a job yet she's you know she knows people she's competition and it's like oh why would i risk losing my system mm-hmm. for her i'm a deporter
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah speaking uh, speaking of the matter did you guys just like adding to the things to make her just like more and more unlikable did you notice that one of the girls that worked for her was like her like blood relative like sister yeah it was like really revealed later on it was just like oh my god it's just like jesus
2: yeah, she's like the only it's reason I'm, I'm not killing you right now is because we're related. And it was like, oh my goodness, uh, what? Yeah, no. that yeah. was
0: the one who handed her the money in a bag.
1: The, in bag. the bag,
2: yeah. Well, I, I thought she said it was like a bag of shrimp. She was like, oh, it's a thousand dollars worth of like this like famous shrimp. Like this is technically money. I <laughs> thought, <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was like food, some sort of food. But yeah, the payment, whatever. Um, <laughs> yes, we established some conflict between them early on would we like to get into the trivia that we have lined up for this movie
0: yes we can mm-hmm. all right i yeah. am, i think most of the trivia
2: so, so we hard. talked about
0: juju um i i wouldn't say there's too much to elaborate on that in the except that these women who live you know it's almost like i would think uh, extreme forms of like christianity in the terms of like the women that grow up in this they truly believe that this is, this is very real to them. So the women that are in the cycle, they believe that some somebody could die if they break this oath that they've taken. Yeah. So it does. it's part of what keeps them in this system, unfortunately. Um, the film in terms of like, it was at, like Alan said, it was in a lot of film festivals in Europe. Um, I believe it was in Venice, the director I think won um, the first Curse Film Award for Best Female Director. Um, it was in the Chicago National Film Festival. It won Best Film at BFI, London Film Festival. It was in a lot of them, but it, they, it, was, they, it was Austria's film for the Academy Awards in terms of like foreign language films, but it was disqualified. And the reason for this being is a lot of the film is in English or at least the dialogue of the film is in English because the Nigerian prostitutes communicate to each other either in like their native language or like in English. But it's not, it's, I would say like it's not the whole thing, but the filmmakers like were arguing that a lot of the dialogue is in Nigerian, I, I can't pronounce this, but Pidgin. Yes. But it's not really, like even if you watch a subtitle version, a lot of it's indistinctive. It's it like be- in a background so you can't even subtitles like they wouldn't even they'll say chanting yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah they don't even really um translate it at all so I guess it's like they considered that English constitutes less than 50% of the entire dialogue and the film should be eligible but the academy claimed that it was too much English for it to be counted Quick
1: thing. So. such talking. a stupid rule
0: <laughs> I agree especially for film yeah. Yeah. There really, is so much to say.
1: Yeah, that's about a foreign like culture that's not ex- like w- in America. We don't experience anything like this. So, what? It- so then, are you saying it's eligible for like just drama, like a general, like American film? It's so confusing. Just it because is confusing, they speak
2: English, and yeah,
1: like, doesn't mean it's not foreign.
2: What? Like, come on. Yeah,
0: I mean, arguably, I would say. American sex trafficking is probably worse because like at least the Nigerian women like are doing it voluntarily, but not voluntarily at the same time. But yeah. It's oh all it's all around terrible. Yeah.
2: I, I had a, something I, I wanted to go back to. I meant to bring this up. I think it was you, Kylie, mm-hmm. that said, Are you positing that the girl that we saw at the beginning of the movie
0: doing yeah. the ritual?
2: It, are you saying that's joy as a younger girl?
1: Yeah. It, it OK, I, I thought it was because it, they uh, I rewatched it. They never say her name. And it's a different actress. But um, I mean, the cutaway is the same. It's like almost a match cut on the faces. So uh... but is it good? Like, did I miss it? Does the guy ever say Joy or um, we so just it, assume it's her?
0: It. This is how it, the it cuts together. And if you really mm-hmm. think about it, I, for me, it was instinctive. But I, I can see where a lot of you would be confused. <laughs> So here's that a,
2: insight here's that insight
0: yeah so it goes from a cut of her like a close-up of the young girl like having having just had this ritual done taking this oath. then we cut to the title which is just the word joy and mm-hmm. then we cut to a medium close-up of joy as an adult
1: got it so yeah got it's like, it.
0: this is our character we're naming her now it's her later so it's like a very subtle um mm-hmm. doesn't really go into a lot of other credits i don't believe maybe i'm mm-hmm. wrong but that was, it just like goes, yeah. So it's like, also it's definitely a different actress. Like for at least I, I can, but this is the thing I think I picked up on like some of the things that like distinguish, I would say them are like things that like, I, I think as I, as a woman would like pick up maybe more than you guys as like guys, but
1: yeah. Because I, on first watch, I was like recalling that opening scene and like just I misremembered it. I thought it was precious at first. Like opening because they but it was also like maybe they did that casting because when she takes care of her precious she sees herself in her as she used to be and like I, I'm not sure but yeah I think it's See, all I relevant feel like
0: precious was, was a lot less like in terms of again this is something I would I think maybe pick up more than you guys would but like mm-hmm. was a lot less womanly than like young joy that actress was like she was more mm. like her body shape was a little bit more like straight and like she was a little bit less de- like, you know, her boobs were pretty small for like a prostitute, I would say. So like, That's that right. was one of the things that came to me where it was like, I think maybe I picked up on that because it was like, when they first out with the film, the like, first thing you see is a guy comes up to Precious, not Joy, mm-hmm. like, I've I to Joy and he goes, oh, you're not my type. And then he goes to Joy and he's like, oh, you're my, like, yeah, he wants her. And I was like, oh, probably because like, she's dressed sort of like very childish, like in sort of like a t-shirt and like a jeans yeah and like her hair is really pulled back like she's like really like she looks really young whereas like joy obviously is older but she's definitely like filled out more like her body shape is like more like she's more womanly so like i can see where are like yeah a guy especially one looking for like a prostitute wouldn't want to sleep with one that looks like a child a little bit or looks a little bit childish mm-hmm. i think that yeah. was intentional though because mm-hmm. they do make her over and she looks very different they make her hair longer like you know Mm -hmm. totally dress her up and like more revealing so
2: so thank you um those girls are young of course
0: (laughs) sorry Uh,
2: i'm glad i'm glad we know we we covered that i'm I'm so glad that like you you took us to school on that one Mm -hmm. kylie um because you're right that that makes yeah 100% like sense like yes you're right it was a subtle but that's mm-hmm. I'm telling you this this movie is subtle but but effective I love it we have a mm-hmm. a couple of over their heads reviews that you guys added uh who wants to kick one off for us
1: oh man I'll do one of let's see what's the first one okay I'll watch this I'll do the first one by Fabio uh oh, 1.5 is this out of 10 or what out of let's five. see These out are of all these are all oh, letters. these a letterbox. Okay, jeez. I, I don't even want to see the IMDb ones if so this is letterbox. <laughs> as boring as watching your fingernails grow. See,
2: obviously, this person doesn't, Fabio, doesn't know what they're talking about because, sure, is this movie dour? Is it bad? Is it like bloody fucking real? Sure, yeah, it's raw as shit, but you know what? I would not call it a boring movie whatsoever.
1: No, no.
0: So I wanted to bring up one that I thought was interesting to because like, and I will say, like, I was surprised. These were some of the only bad reviews that there were of this film. There mm-hmm. weren't that many on Letterbox, at least. Most of Good. them were like, okay or great. But awesome. um, what this one guy named Kevin B. commented, he gave it Kevin,
2: Kevin B. as in Kevin Bacon. He's on Letterbox. <laughs> <what you enjoy.
0: laughs> really, but he he made this thing where he's like, I really tire of films about prostitutes. This film is rather predictable. Rape scene, yep. Prostitute getting beat up by Johns, yep. At least they didn't show the scene where she gets beat up by three Johns. So this is my, I mean, my, I guess Johns is like men who work, like
1: yeah. Oh, that's kids. a general term for men, yeah.
0: So like, but I don't know about you guys. I don't know that many films that are realistic depictions of prostitution. No, prostitution. none. I feel like there's a lot more films about men who are bored with their lives falling in love with prostitutes. Yes. Instead of prostitutes yeah. getting like raped and stuff, but
1: or showing their perspective, like just like in this, there's like this tangerine. Uh, uh, I don't know, like what else?
2: I'll name one right now about what you just said, Kylie. Peter Bogdanovich is, yeah. I think it's his last feature film that he's made. Uh, She's funny that way with Owen Wilson playing a guy that falls in love with prostitutes and gives them money to change their life. And oh, and actually, God. Peter Bogdanovich he's kind of. A- Made uh, that movie in the '70s or '80s called like Saint Jack or something. So Peter Bogdanovich has made that movie several times. So yes, we are we have that movie as well, like uh, you said, Kylie. <laughs> and there's probably many, many. Yeah, others. I feel like
0: a lot of like. Older, yeah, like I feel like a lot of older films, like they sort of glorify prostitution, which maybe like volunteer. Like I'll put it this way. Oh, I have maybe another one. I don't
2: mean to cut you off.
0: Prost- uh. no, you're fine.
2: Ooh, um, Irma LaDuce which I actually love it, no. it's such a charming <laughs> mo-
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's such a charming movie for oh, Billy Wilder I love seeing Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine together and it's their only other movie together with Billy Wilder
1: it's called I've been wanting to watch it
2: it's phenomenal it's phenomenal yeah. and, and he falls in love with her and she's a prostitute so yes that is a <laughs> that's the whole I genre that's
0: not much But yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like a lot of, like, European ones, so it's, like, in the state that, like, they portray, it's, like, there's a lot of, I feel like it was a lot easier, like, a lot of those films depict women who were choosing to be prostitutes to make money, and, like, in Mm -hmm. a way, I guess they were sort of their own bosses. I don't know how historically accurate that is, but in that context if like, if you have a character, at least in the terms of the story, that's choosing to be a prostitute, because they know it makes them a lot of money, and they have a lot of control over the situation. And then they like that's your story. That's a very different type of story than someone who's being basically forced. I mean, I guess these women choose to be, but they don't really have many options to choose from mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. So these women are like forced to be um, in their situation, and that's I don't I I don't think that is in a lot of films.
2: No, no, I don't Not think at all. I don't think Kevin Bacon really thought his thing through. Maybe he was like too busy with Kira Sedwick. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but.
0: I, I mean, Irma, I would say Irma Gucci doesn't sort of feel like that one's the only one that like sort of doesn't, I guess. But like, I feel like, like I like films like Lola, for example, but I feel like that's sort of like, or even like, I don't want to see Viva Savi does glorify being a prostitute, but like their version of like prostitution is very different from what we're dealing with here. So like, also none of those films have rape scenes.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, I if if Kevin Bacon had listed the movies, like, if he had listed like ten movies that all literally had that, like, check, check, all the things he brought up. Okay, we we having a different conversation. That's right now. still it's, not even a lot, though. Like, no,
0: it's really <laughs> yeah. not.
2: Right, out, of, out of the thousands or hundreds of thousands of movies, you're right. You're right. So yeah, dude, th- this argument is shallow as fuck. Fuck you, Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon.
0: So. Another one that I did want to um, bring up um, that we referenced earlier is, so film gnome. Oh gnome boy. As in a like garden gnome, um, yes. gave it also two and a half stars and said, joy is made with competence and dramatic realism, but I just don't get the point of it. Who watches such hopelessness? Do people get off on this? I prefer movies that allow me to escape from reality or offer insight into reality or spark my imagination from reality.
2: Hold
0: on, hold
1: on. Wait, wait, to Into Reality. This is insight Into Reality.
0: Oh, no. This is so dumb. Give us
1: back your film card. Give us back your, your film boy card. Oh, my God. But the one, that I, I, the review I see here that pisses me off the most is, uh, who's it? Lugian? I'm not going to read his whole uh, review, but he says, regarding the sex scene discourse, this is a full full-length movie about sex work with zero sex scenes. like what what are you what are you doing come on the other thing
0: I will say like too is like actually it was the woman who said that and like I just want to point out like you watch this movie did this movie really need to show the sex scenes were they
2: no I
0: I mean maybe that's a good question to pose like was it necessary to show some of these scenes and I like personally I don't feel like it was I would worry about my actor's psychological experience after just pretending to be in these scenes like
1: yeah And, and sometimes I don't know like not showing and like, just like having to think about what happened is more horrifying than maybe just seeing it, Yeah, like, you know, so. I yeah.
0: mean, I would argue they do show the scene with Precious. I mean- They for, do, yeah. You, you I, can sort of see it going on in the background and like the crying is terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's more they want like, what about when they're with the Johns and the Mercedes? Like, it's like, why do you want that man? Getting, yeah, or a, a positive park.
1: experience. Or
2: yeah like, like it's like they want yeah. they want them to be happy doing this it's like get the fuck out of here man
0: it's like we want to tell us the message but we don't yeah. like it needs to be depressing to tell the story but like do we need to like make no. people like suicidal i don't know yeah
2: like, no absolutely not so sad yeah well this oh we have a, a couple final questions here mm-hmm. there uh do you, who wants to start us off uh kylie
0: I, w- I know we talked about maybe not including this in terms of like sensitivity, but I actually, I had some interesting, I, what, do you have a film you would double feature with this is a good way of
1: I that. have two in mind. I have yet to see Tangerine, but it's, it, both of them follow my suggestions are like the same, like hyper-realistic filmmaking style where it's not a documentary, but it's not filmed, like there's not traditional plot points. So I have Tangerine and then uh, the new film by Chloe Zhao called Nomadland. It like, uh, like plot-wise or like a theme thematically as like nothing is similar with this but it's also a movie like with the same, same style where it's just like you're kind of in the moment with this character going through a pretty traumatic experience not uh, sex trafficking though it's more of a dealing with the housing crisis and how America's like just kind of fucked a certain amount of this population alan or
0: did you have some yeah if you don't that's really fine
2: No, 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 I did, this is a movie I saw closer to the beginning of the, of the pandemic, and it is exactly one of these types of movies that is very, very, I don't, I don't want to say negative, but, but very realistic in its depiction of, of what's going on in certain parts of the world, and in this case, uh, Lebanon. So the, the, the movie, it's called Capernaum, and it revolves around a kid who he's 12 years old and he sues his parents for giving him the life they gave him, raising him the way they did. And it's about uh, child trafficking, not to the degree of it was in, in joy, but it's like, it's part of it, right? And the kid, it's all using the real people from like Lebanon and the kid, he's 12 years old. You watch the movie, he looks like six because he's so malnourished, right? And his performance is so just like invigorating right it's it's so real it's because that's that was his life you know like he had he didn't really own anything and he was it, i mean going to Cannes film festival was like the biggest luxury in the world for him you know and um so that's a movie that like joy is just trying to show you uh, give you an insight into the realism of these people's worlds in another country you know so uh yes you got a brace for it but but it's super effective in my opinion.
0: I think for me, it would be, I have two, um, both are around the same time and both are also directed by women. Um, so you were never really here. I think that's pretty commonly known, but like it also has to do with sex trafficking. So I felt mm-hmm. like they were, even though they're not totally the same, I feel like it was sort of a fit. Um, and then, uh, if you're really looking to spend four hours of being depressed, um, there's this film that I don't know if a lot of people know about, but it's called The Tale. I think it's from the same year. It was directed by Jennifer Fox and it's um, about her experiences, basically her experience realizing that she was being molested as a child, but like she didn't realize that she was being molested until she was an adult and like found this essay that she wrote like at 13 about the situation and like had Uh... to look back and like rediscover it. But it's sort of like hers is more, she plays a lot more with like the medium of cinema itself to tell the story. But like, like the actress you start out with of her like depiction of herself at like 13 is like changes around like 10 minutes in it. Like when she sees a picture of herself at 13, she like the actress like going forward in the flashbacks is yes. like a younger audience. and it it does but it sh- i think it, it was like it reminded me in a way of this film because they were both films that were like important stories to tell because they happen pretty commonly but they're not they both made me very uncomfortable because they were so um, compelling and authentic in the story they were trying to tell just in different ways so
1: mm-hmm. love it and so. See, what other questions we got? I saw. Was this your question, Kylie? Was there a conclusion to the plot?
0: Oh, think- yeah. Because some people in that criticized it were saying like the plot wasn't very conclusive, but I felt like it was.
1: I, I felt like it was too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, you gotta use your imagination a little bit. I mean, arguably not even. It's pretty straightforward. She she's making an oath. She's starting from square one. I, I think, I mean, I'm not trying to call anyone dumb, but I do think it is, it's very apparent. There's nothing open to interpretation about that.
0: They sort of bookended it a little bit. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I see there's, I was just gonna say, I see it, there's a couple other ones in here, but I feel like we mm-hmm. covered everything pretty good. Did we just wanna talk about
1: the documentary aspect of it? I mean, um, I was just gonna say, I wanna, I, uh, do you guys think the ending had to be tragic? I like that question.
0: I do too. I, I, I think it
1: -hmm. did, but but. I do too. Something about it. Like maybe if she like got the madam arrested and got to stay, it just wouldn't feel real or as impactful as if like we got the ending we got. So that's why. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something because I love that we have this podcast
2: and we're able to like have discourse on things. Right. So, so I'm just going to throw out like a devil's advocate, like not Mm -hmm. even opinion, just like Like let's just play this game let's just say for a second so Mm -hmm. if we wanted as many people to watch this movie as possible right uh, would it be better to give it a a a non-realistic ending in which everything works out as a way to get people on board or let me look add this to it does that take away from what's really happening to these women and it, it softens the issue into this very entertainment sort of way. I mean, that's a, that's a tough thing to consider because I feel like you, if, if you make this movie um, in order to get people to watch it, to understand this, you're losing people by not having a, a good ending. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that is like a, like a factual thing, you know, but mm-hmm. then you could argue, well, like what the artist has to stay true to what they believe in. And like, not everything is all sunshines and rainbows, which obviously I totally understand too. So it's like this hard dilemma of what do you do, you know? I'm not saying either one is right. I'm just saying like- No, that's, no that's I a, like
0: brought up the counterpointing because I do feel like we mm-hmm. all sort of have similar thoughts on film in general to some mm-hmm. extent. So like, I'm glad that, I, that's why I picked things from like what people criticize it about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. I think there's a medium that could have been found if she were choosing to sacrifice artistic integrity to make it more accessible like i do think that there's mm-hmm. endings that like where she would have just become a madam and like live with her daughter that wouldn't have been like super happy but like also would have been somewhat realistic i guess to an extent. that's true
2: yeah that's a good
1: uh, point
0: when i was yeah. reading though, the unfortunate thing though is when i was reading about it it seemed like her and even just temporarily being able to get out of this and being able to like make enough money to pay back her debt seems like it it's super unrealistic anyway because apparently most yeah what like they just never pay off their debt oh <laughs> wow so, well
2: i guess are like to add to that i'm so glad you brought that up in a way she has never truly paid it off because even when she did the madam like made her start from the beginning in her own way you know what i mean
0: Yeah, it seems like they manipulate the situation to keep adding money onto it. I don't know. I mean, I didn't do enough research into it to know like what happens when they get to a certain age where it's not like practical anymore or like people, you know, or like where they might get too old or like if like, I don't know if they just are getting like deported because like in theory, you would think that after so many years, eventually they would have paid it off. But I guess they either like are strong and they become madams or they like, I don't know. Another good point that I read too that we didn't talk about was like, when these women, if they do get out of these situations, they don't really have a lot of options to them because they don't know anybody in Europe.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, we did cover that a little, but you're right. I mean, and that's why she just goes to sex work and then gets tired of that and is like, well, I might as well just be a madam and like treat my girls right, you know? And then she got, um, she got, you know, uh, rat- ratted out. Yeah, by, by yeah. the madam. What are you
1: going to do? Yeah, it's tough.
0: I do want to bring up, like, the one, like, the woman who made this is, um, I just feel like people would get upset if we didn't at least acknowledge it. The woman who made this is not, um, like, she's a person of color, but she's not um, Nigerian, obviously. She was raised between Tehran and Vienna. She went to UCLA, like, film school, so she's definitely not... um, someone that was raised like in a low um from you know in the yes. same financial standpoint or like financial standpoint yeah. um she did in the interview though she claimed that she did do a lot of research between like not just reading articles but like talking to a lot of the women who work as sex workers as well as talking to people in Nigeria like I think she took a trip to Nigeria which is why there's so much culture in it but I just felt like I should throw that out there
1: mm-hmm.
2: no I'm glad you did because we talked about. bit we talked about this in the pre-show and it's, um, of course, people going to have criticisms of why would you make this movie? You don't, you don't live there. You don't, you're not part of that world. Do you have the right to do that? And like one of you said, or maybe both of you agreed that, well, who else is going to make it? Clearly she saw that nobody else was doing it. So she took it upon herself. And like you said, Kelly did the research. And to me, that's just as good. You don't have to be, as long as you understand the concept and respect it uh, and, and you see it as doing doing uh, whoever your subject is a favor by, by doing this for them, you know? So I, I say, you know, all mm-hmm. power to or all for it.
1: And the film never felt like exploitive or anything. No. So like, if anything, this movie is, I think main objective was probably to bring more attention to this and awareness so people could talk about it. And I think, I mean, it accomplished it on that front. Maybe Netflix dropped the ball for not marketing this movie or like, because I never heard of it. So, in that instance, they dropped the ball on it
0: no i I agree, and I think there's like it's just an interesting conversation that I think, in general, people have been having about film recently mm-hmm. of like who's qualified to tell what stories? But I do think that it's like it seems like one of the major arguments is like the people uh that haven't aren't of that race or aren't of that culture wouldn't know to in- include certain culture aspects again, so this is coming from like three white American people yeah (laughs) we don't know fully but it did feel like there were certain aspects of like Nigerian culture present in the film so like she definitely researched more than just what are these women like going through she definitely like looked into like what is Nigerian culture and like why are they here
2: and I would say importantly it's not Blood Diamond where Leo DiCaprio is like your main character it's it's like you know the main character is actually the person of color and like they have center stage the whole time not you know, there wasn't like some white save white it savior. Wasn't, it, wasn't from the pers- <laughs> it wasn't from the perspective of like the immigrations lady, and she was like, "I'm doing everything I can to save you." You know what I mean? Like, it's. No. <laughs>
0: we it would have you know? been the movie though? If like a white person yeah. made this movie, it would have been like, "Let's make a movie about this white immigration lady who's going to yeah. save Nigerian sex workers." She'll put people.
1: her neck on the line for She'll these.
0: Put it's her just like her oh neck my God. on the
2: line, and it, she's played by Nicole yeah. Kidman.
1: It's crazy. She could lose her whole job while this woman could not have a place to live. <laughs> That's the stakes of the movie. Uh, oh my she
0: may be so busy in her work that her husband yeah. leaves her. Isn't oh, that terrible? Oh God. Isn't that terrible? <laughs>
2: One woman and, uh, who will risk her marriage in order to...
0: <laughs> she'll fight with her teenage daughter because she wasn't present enough in her life. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, man. Oh boy, this was this was a, a phenomenal episode. I'm so glad we mm-hmm. we got to talk about it. And uh, we I don't think we've discussed what we're doing for for March. Wait, no, we have. We have. What what are we? Doing? Oh wait, I was about to
1: scratch that because I was suggesting like an Academy thing, like something with like movies that were nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, that yeah. We, like never heard about. about. It's actually in April the ceremony, so we should probably do that for like April. Okay, so yeah. April. Yeah.
2: April. Then we're gonna do. Academy, well, how are we phrasing it? It's movies that were nominated for an Academy Award, didn't win, and now seem forgotten. Right? You never heard. Of, uh, would we say
1: best picture or any nomination? Oh, how about That's best picture? That sounds good. Okay. Uh, or Kylie, is that what you're going to say too?
0: I was going to open it up to like just the key awards, like either like best screenplay, best director, best actor. Oh, yeah,
1: those. Yeah, like Norbit. Okay. Wait, Norbit's off the table for being uh, actually winning for like best makeup, I think, yeah. Norbit has an Oscar.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, let's not go, because in that case, we, we, Suicide Squad's on the table, you know, we don't want to do that, so. So yeah, let's do, yeah, let's do, like you said, we'll do screenplay, director, picture. Does that sound fair? Yep.
1: Uh, So we'll do that, and then for March, I guess, to be determined, we'll see. Well, yeah, March Madness uh cr- movies with crazy premises i don't know
0: we'll figure um, it
1: out yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but i may push for that one i kind of yeah. love that
0: not <laughs> crazy characters
1: crazy character or crazy performances like i could say like you could go nicholas cage uh who's another crazy person i don't know i think we talked about doing like a, a cage month <laughs> yeah.
2: we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it off- yeah line. we'll talk about we'll it out. If you stayed with us this whole time, thank you so much. Be sure to check out the Etsy shop of our artist, Gustavo. He's great. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review. Be sure to check out our YouTube. Be sure to just, you know, get involved with all our social medias. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Email us.
0: Follow us on TikTok. We do have a TikTok. Oh yeah,
2: that's true. And a Twitter. And And on Instagram you yeah. know the, the link is in the show notes you guys yeah, you guys know. yeah. <laughs> do um do you guys have anything else uh i'm good all righty on that note we are signing off bye-bye Bye bye